this generation, our generation, we must fight the battle and we have to equip the next generation to do the same thing so they can do it for the next generation. Because if we don't, over time, things change and we don't want this freedom to change. We don't want our grandchildren, great-grandchildren to lose the freedom that they have today to be able to teach their children what they think is right. And you know, as well as I do, there are lots of people who want to teach kids stuff that we don't agree with. Hi, you're listening to the Zan Tyler Podcast. Hi, my name is Zan Tyler, and this podcast is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. Homeschooling is an exciting adventure we take with our children. One of the most challenging parts of this journey is choosing the curriculum you want to use. BJU Press Homeschool is a curriculum you can trust. All the books, resources, and videos have been designed with you and your child in mind. Their curriculum is educationally robust and rich, taking into account that children have different learning styles, strengths, and needs. Mom, you are in charge. BJU Press Homeschool is here to come alongside and support you. Do you need help with the teaching load, or is there a subject you just don't want to teach? Their amazing video courses are available for all grades in almost every subject. BJU Press Homeschool believes that homeschooling can produce a new generation of students who know God, love their neighbors, and stand firm in their faith. For more information, go to BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Zan Tyler Podcast. I'm your host, Zan Tyler. Before we get into our amazing interview today with Mike Donnelly, I just want to remind you to please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcast, and please leave us a review. It will really help us. This podcast is devoted to encouraging you in your homeschooling journey through conversations with amazing homeschool leaders and advocates. So today I have the privilege of talking with Mike Donnelly. I've known Mike and his wife, Patty, for many, many years, uh, and he is truly a man of multiple talents. He's intensely committed to his family, to homeschooling, to freedom, to parental rights, and the international homeschooling community. He is the husband of one, father of seven, an attorney, published author, and adjunct professor. Welcome, Mike. What a pleasure it is to have you today. Oh, Zan, it's always my pleasure to see and talk with you. We've you. been through a lot together throughout these yeah. these years. And, yes, uh, so, we have. So I love hearing your story about your family and how you got into homeschooling. So would you share that with us as we get started? Well, well, I'll be glad to. Uh, we can... I'll make it short. We have lots to talk about, but uh, and I graduated from public school. Uh, I never heard of homeschooling. didn't know it was a thing uh, until I had three children and I was living in Boston, uh, was running a company, had just graduated from law school. And uh, I, I had a running partner, you know, I would exercise and we'd go out running. And one day we we're walking back and he said, hey, Mike, what are you going to do with uh, your kids for school? My oldest was about three or four at the time. And I said, I have no idea. I just know they're not going to the Boston public school system. I said, maybe we'll do a private Christian school or something like that. I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not thinking about that right now. And he said, have you ever heard of or thought about homeschooling? And I said, homeschooling? What in the world is that? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he explained it to me. And I said, 
It, wow, that's an interesting idea. It was kind of a light bulb moment for me, honestly, because I don't know, I just it like just grabbed my uh, my heart. And I went back and I talked to my wife about it. And uh, she had been a teacher uh, in the public schools when we were when I was in the army. She had been a teacher. And uh, I said, what do you think? And she's like, well, I'll think about it. We'll pray about it. We prayed about it. And, uh, you know, she'd always told me that her dream her dream when she was a kid, her dream was to be a mother and a teacher. And I said, well, you can put all that together in one package as a homeschool mom. And it didn't quite go over immediately, but uh, we, uh, you know, she, she said, let's do it. And uh, we, we have been homeschooling uh, for 25 years now. Our oldest is 25 and it's been a great journey. Uh, God has blessed it. I think uh, homeschooling is an amazing uh, experience for any family. Uh, not always, not easy. It's challenging, as you know, uh, but offers so much, so many opportunities for relationships, uh, for children to to explore what they're really interested in, to be safe. You know, when I when I speak around the country to people who are wondering about homeschooling and what, what's so great about it, I mean, I think homeschooling offers. Uh, the very best that can be offered to children. It provides an, an environment that is, you know, academically challenging, emotionally, physically safe, um, and spiritually led. And for Christians, that's what, you know, we should want. Boy, so that's kind of how we got into, into homeschooling. You know, I've known Patty for a long time too. And she, I'm not going to say she's your better half because you're a great half too, but she's she definitely is, the better half. She no is an amazing that. woman. And Nathan, <laughs> is he your oldest no, Nate is our fourth. And okay. you know, Nate, you know, Nate. I, yeah, you judge us by Nate. I'm in good shape. <laughs> yeah, Nate and I bonded <laughs> at a conference. He is just such a great young man he was so helpful when I really needed help. Uh, so what's Nate doing these days? Oh, Nate, Nate, Nate's amazing. He is, uh, he's, he's a, a sophomore at Appalachian Bible College down in Beckley, West Virginia. He's, uh, he's on the soccer team. He's the president of his class. Uh, he's, he's, he decided he wasn't, uh, challenged enough. So he decided to start playing basketball for the Appalachian Bible college team. Uh, he's the tallest of our seven and, uh, he's doing, he's doing great. He, he, he always likes to hear how you're doing too. Oh, well, give him my love when you talk sure to him. Will. Hey, when you were talking about um, learning about homeschooling in Boston, you know, Joe and I lived in Boston for a while. We were in Andover and uh, we had lived in Philadelphia before then. So when, when we moved to Andover, people would ask us where I was from. And I'd say, well, of course South they would Philly. ask you because you don't sound like you're from Massachusetts. That's for sure. No. <laughs> and I thought so many times I was glad the Lord moved us back to South Carolina before we started homeschooling. I was threatened with jail here when I started. Can you imagine what a school board in Boston would have done to me? With they would have definitely, they wouldn't have threatened you. They would have put you in jail. <laughs> So, so I'm glad you were in there to take, I'm glad you were there to take care of all those Bostonians. Um, so one of the quotes I have heard you say that I love, and I just think it's a quote for a moment, is when you talk about Mother Teresa, she was asked how to promote world peace. She said, go home and love your family. And you know, that is such a powerful statement with all the division and violence in today's world. Do you think the family is that powerful? that it can help solve these problems? I, I know it is. Um, you know, God designed the family as the first and most important institution in creation. And it's, it, it was where he, you know, puts children 
to 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 learn and to grow for a reason. Um, you know, but but Mother Teresa is a pretty amazing person. You know, she was um, a saint in the Catholic Church, but did amazing work ministering to the poor in India. And she won the Nobel Peace Prize. And that, you know, and she was asked, mm -hmm. you know, what can we do to contribute to world peace at, when she was getting her Nobel Peace Prize? And that's what she said. She said, go home and love your family. And she was a huge, um, you know, proponent of life. Yes. Uh, she was totally against any, uh, you know, kind of abortion because she considered that to be violence in a person's home, right? Because mm -hmm. the womb is the first home of, of every human being. And she said, if we live in a society where there's violence in people's homes, what are you going to get in society? You're going to get violence. And so that's kind of was her logic. And, uh, you know, and I came across that quote and, I, and it was just, it was another light bulb moment for me as I was, you know, I was just, you know, as a homeschool attorney at HSLDA, I travel around and, you know, we're invited to speak at different conferences. And, you know, I don't always like to talk about just the law because it's, you know, a little boring sometimes. I mean, not always. Actually, at HSLDA, it's pretty exciting. But, uh, but you know, I don't like to go and just talk about, well, here's how you homeschool. You do this, you do that. I was like, I want to talk about things that are more interesting. And I was doing some research and I came across this quote. And it was, again, another light bulb moment because I said, yeah, go home and love your family. I said, that is what homeschooling moms and dads and whoever's doing the homeschooling, that's what they do. Amen. They are and going it, home. It is, it and is loving that their powerful. It is. And you, you see all these mass shooters, and so many times they were disenfranchised from their family and the world around them. If there had been somebody there loving them, now not all of them, but many of them, if they had been in a family where they had been loved and mentored and accepted, it really. It really does show you that it can change the course of history. There's no question about it. You know, all of those people, anybody who is um, a sociopath or a criminal, you you can 99.999%, you're going to find that they had a bad family life. Okay. And, uh, and, and homeschooling is not a guarantee of a great family life, although I think it's pretty great compared to you know, pretty much anything else. But, you know, we all make mistakes. And, and in homeschooling, you know, there are situations where we make mistakes and we have to admit that as we grow and mature and deal with them. But but in an intact family where you've got a mom and a dad who are loving their children and, you know, trying to raise them and, and, and you know, they're, they're with siblings uh, and they're in an environment where they are affirmed in their and who they are, which is what you can do in a homeschooling environment. I right? see when when you talk about world peace and homeschooling, which I do, I'd say, you know, homeschooling is good for kids. It's good for families, good for communities. It's good for countries. Why? Because it raises people who have been in an environment where more than uh, you get in public school or even in private school, you're you're in an environment that is loving. OK, and affirming. If you look at institutional education, it's neither of those things. It's just a standard. It's a standardized factory model approach, and you're treated as a, a widget. Now, you know, teachers and, and principals and educators, you know, they, they want to help kids. They want to do good for kids. But, you know, no teacher loves their child like a parent loves their child. No, okay? No, and and you can't yep. affirm every child when you got 35 kids in the classroom the way you can when you're at home. So that's one of the differences, I think, and one of the secret ingredients to homeschooling and why home education is so successful for so many people and why I think it is, uh, it has the potential to make a difference of that magnitude in society if we embrace it 
uh, and, and not repress it in society. You know, you moms who are listening today, I really want you to hear this loud and clear because our society often does not validate or affirm, just like Mike was saying, your motherhood and the importance, the essential things that you're doing in your home. And as Mother Teresa reminded us, what you're doing in your home is world changing. And I really believe it's kingdom building. And, uh, you know, Mike, we're getting ahead of ourselves because I really want to talk to you about what you do at Homeschool Legal Defense Association, HSLDA. But I also want to get back to your quote or what you said about homeschooling being good for families and cultures and countries. I was in, um, Mike had put together this amazing conference in Russia in 2018. And, um, and, and I really want to talk about this in depth in a minute, but I'm going to fast forward. And these were Russian nationals, not expat Americans. And there were probably a thousand in Moscow. And Father Dmitri, who was an old um, Russian Orthodox priest, who I think since then has gone to be with the Lord, made this comment. He stood up and he just said, I've seen what, uh, now this is all through an interpreter, so Mike, you can correct me if I get this wrong, but he said, I've seen what communism does to a country. It has ravaged our country. It has ravaged the family and our churches and our culture. And he said, I will spend the rest of my days being committed to home education because that is the only way I can see that we can build strong families. And with, without strong families, we can't build a strong church. Without churches, we can't build a strong culture. And without a strong culture, we can't have a strong country. So he took all of that back to homeschooling, which I just found it was one of those light bulb moments for you, for me, that I, you were talking about, and I've got you to thank, thank for that. So, you know, just thank you for all you've done, not just in the United States, but in so many different cultures. Well, it's just a huge privilege to serve the homeschooling community in the United States, but as the director for global outreach of HSLDA, it's been a privilege to advocate for homeschool freedom all over the world. And yes, we did hold a global home education conference in Russia in 2018. People who are interested in finding out about what went on there can go to uh, a website. It's called, uh, it's ghex.world, which stands for the Global Home Education Exchange, uh, ghex.world. And you can find the conference proceedings there and, and see what happened and listen to some of the speeches. And um, it was pretty amazing. Mike, you've given the statistics before about how many millions of people in the United States and how many billions in the world, but we have by far the most homeschoolers in the world. And uh, so tell me just a little bit. We're, like I say, I'm out of order here. I want to talk about HSLDA and your freedom fighting, but I think what we're do what you're doing and what HSLDA is doing on a global scale is so important. Well, yeah, thanks, Dan. I mean, you know, it's true. The U.S., we have more homeschooled children than the rest of the world combined, um, I think. You know, yeah. there are some fairly large homeschool communities around the world, relatively speaking. I mean, the largest after the United States um, are going to be uh, the United Kingdom. you got about 100, 125,000 homeschoolers there. South Africa, uh, Canada, our neighbors, neighbors to the north. Um, you know, there are some up-and-coming um communities in places like Brazil, where there's a huge battle going on for homeschooling freedom right now. France, huge battle for homeschooling freedom going on right now. Um, awful what's happening in France. In fact, this 
on, on, on Wednesday, the day before our Thanksgiving. I don't know when people are going to listen to this podcast, but Thanksgiving is next week as we're recording this. Um, there's going to be a, a court hearing in the Supreme kind of the Supreme Court of France about all the battle that's been happening there. I mean, there are literally thousands of families who are being denied uh, the right to homeschool because of a law change that happened a couple of years ago in France. So, so there are, you were you were just in France. So in yeah. Paris, I think, with a conference yeah. there. Tell us a little bit about that and, and what was happening there. Well, we did. We went, we, we organized a, a regional conference for European homeschool leaders, and we did it in Paris because precisely because what's happening in France. We wanted to draw attention to it. We wanted to encourage the uh, homeschool leaders in France, but we, you know, also wanted to bring leaders from other countries to encourage them. And so we had over 70 leaders from 20 different countries there uh, talking, sharing ideas, being encouraged and affirmed. And it was, it was pretty incredible. You know, whenever people get together, um, whether it's at a homeschool conference, a support group, um, you know, good things happen. And so that's why we, we brought people together to hear their, to share their stories, share experiences, and to affirm and encourage each other. You know, Zan, back when you were a pioneer leading the way uh, in homeschooling uh, in, in this country and in uh, South Carolina, um, you know, there weren't too many of you. And, right. you know, you felt isolated because, you know, you didn't know there were that many crazy people around, you know, doing homeschooling. <laughs> and then more crazy people found out about each other. And then lots of people heard about it. And we're like, yeah, we can do this thing. Uh, you know, isolation is, is an enemy of just about any good thing. Mm-hmm. And, and so right. when you bring people together who share these value, values and share these ideas, it's energy giving. It's affirming. And, uh, and so that's one of the reasons we do that. And it was very successful there in, uh, in Paris in October. You know, I was looking at some of the pictures on Facebook, and I saw our good friends Gerald and Bev Hevener from uh, Canada, uh, which they have just had a, a, like you, they just had this unbelievable international outreach. But we were in Manitoba, Joe and I, with friends uh, for their first conference since COVID. And it's what Joe and I were both speaking, and it was what you were talking about, the energy of being together, especially after the isolation they had in Canada, which was huge and immense. It it was, I I don't, it's been a long time since I've been in a conference with that much energy. So I imagine when you had all those leaders together in Paris, many of whom are not living in good situations, that it was a real encouragement to them. Well, it really is, you know, and and they look to us here in the U.S. um, for inspiration, Uh, you know, and you, you know, and and people listening may not know the, the battle that was fought. I mean, you've probably told them, but, you know, it, it took decades for homeschooling to become recognized as a legal uh, educational option in many states. Right. And That's that was right. no small thing. It was David and Goliath. It was, you know, a, a massive, huge battle. Uh, you know, it's been it's behind us now. Twenty years, 25 years behind us. And everybody who's homeschooling today are the beneficiaries of that battle fought by people like you, by Mike Ferris, by HS people at HSLDA. It wasn't me. I wasn't, I'm not that old. I was, <laughs> <laughs> I've been around for a while, but I haven't been around for that long. <laughs> but we benefit from that, uh, from the pioneers and those who fought that battle. And, uh, you know, and so we can't forget that history because history can repeat itself. And, right. you know, we also have to recognize that there are, uh, when you look internationally, you see that, these ideas that are anti-freedom, 
They're, in a, they're out there in countries. There are whole countries where homeschooling is not allowed or is being repressed. And so we in the United States need to keep our eyes open uh, because those ideas are here. In the United States also, there are people who would do the very same thing to us that the German government does to the German homeschoolers, the Swedish Amen. government does to Swedish homeschoolers, the French government's trying to do to French homeschoolers. So we need to be um, very vigilant uh, to, to be prepared to defend our freedom. So let's switch back now to what you do at HSLDA um, stateside. Uh, Mike's an attorney. As a matter of fact, you not only have your um, doctorate or what jurisprudence, doctor of jurisprudence, uh, but you also have an LLM from, is it the University of London? And no, so, I have a, my LLM is from the London School of Economics, actually. Oh, okay. Mike, Mike okay. Harris has, uh, he's got an LLM from the London, uh, University of London. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, that, that's impressive and important in the work you're doing, but not just for the work you're doing internationally, for the work you're doing here, because international ideas have a way of invading our freedom as well. And But Mike, in his capacity as an attorney at HSLDA, I, I believe you still have seven states that you're responsible for in terms of working. Yes with state leaders. And so as Mike said, the battle in the United States was a hard fought one. And Mike has been front and center of that. But I've got a question for you today that impacts homeschoolers today, Mike. And that is, I've heard so many people say to me, well, Zan, I know you were threatened with jail in 1984. You know, those days are gone. We have so many millions of people who homeschool today. We could never have any more legal issues here. And to that, I want to say, you know, that is what they want us to believe, but I think bigger numbers, bigger target. So speak to us to, today about why it's so important for us to continue to fight for freedom. Well, freedom is fragile. You know, Ronald Reagan said it very well. He said, you know, we don't pass freedom on to our children in the bloodstream. We have to win it. And we have won our homeschool freedom. Uh, but uh, it has to, every generation has to preserve it. Uh, you know, you, it doesn't take much to look around you to see how fragile freedom is. If, if you are listening and you don't think freedom needs to def be defended, you have your head in the sand. Um, you know, this, this idea that, oh, you know, we don't have to worry about losing our freedom to homeschool. Yeah, maybe not in the next five years or 10 years. But, you know, we, you know if we don't defend it, it's a battle of, you know, millimeters and centimeters, right, or, you know, you know, inches and, and, and feet, you know, if you don't hold the tide back, the tide will wash over you. Okay. And so that's what we are doing at HSLDA. And I can tell you, um, you know, on, on a big picture level, there are people who definitely have us in their crosshairs in terms of taking away our freedom completely. Okay, yes, people like, and we uh, need to hear about that. Elizabeth Bartholet and some of the things that happened at Harvard. Tell us for just a minute, for those who may not know, what happened there. Yeah, so Elizabeth Bartholet, you know, is a Harvard law professor, you know. I mean, and Harvard, you know, teaches leaders in our country. Okay, you know, all of the Supreme Court justices on the United States Supreme Court are either Harvard or Yale graduates. So yeah. a Harvard law professor is very influential. Okay, so we have to pay attention to what these people are saying. Uh, and in 2019, she wrote an article, um, you know, where she called for the presumptive ban on home education. Okay, and it's, you know, I mean, it's just crazy. People should read it. They, you know, if you want to know what our enemies think about us, read Elizabeth Bartlett's University of Arizona Law Review article from 2019. 
And, uh, you know, in 2020, uh, her article was featured in the Harvard Alumni Magazine, and it touched off an absolute national firestorm because nobody had read it until the Harvard Alumni Magazine featured it. And then people were like, what, what, what is going on? Is this Elizabeth Bartholet, Harvard professor, calling for homeschooling to be banned? Uh, and, and, you know, in her article, she's like, yeah, we need to ban homeschooling because, you know, people need to go to school. That's where, you know, they should learn to become American citizens. Well, you know, that idea, Zan, you know, you were talking before about, um, you know, how people say that we don't need to worry about our freedom. Well, in 1850, there were no compulsory attendance laws. Okay. Isn't that amazing? And I don't think most people realize that. So you can I'm say sure it again. <laughs> in, in 1850, there were no compulsory school attendance laws. Okay. It took over a, about 100 years, now 75 years, for governments to take over and begin taxing people and then creating government run schools and compelling people to go to those schools. Now, there were exceptions, right? You could still homeschool, you could still do private school, but government schooling took over and it, that had never been the case. Okay. That's for right. the first 75 years of the American Republic, government schools just were not a thing. Okay. And that changed. And the history of that is important. Okay. And it's instructive for us. And I, and, and it just shows that over time movements can bring changes right now, our homeschooling movement, we are in the ascendancy. I think, um, yes. you know, we have been successful. We have, it's legal in every state. It's growing. It's recognized. Right. But, you know, in a generation or two, what's going to happen? So, you know, we, this generation, our generation, we must fight the battle and we have to equip the next generation to do the same thing so they can do it for the next generation. Because if we don't, over time, things change and we don't want this freedom to change. We don't want our right. grandchildren, great grandchildren to lose the freedom that they have today to be able to teach their children what they think is right. And you know, as well as I do, there are lots of people who want to teach kids stuff that we don't agree with. That's exactly right. And just like with the Bartholet, you know, that whole saga, it, it just takes one person with one idea who won't let it go to begin growing a movement. Whoever thought we would be culturally where we are in this country. So we have got to have a firm commitment to freedom. Mike, I want to read you the end of that Ronald Reagan quote that you were talking about, because I really think it's important for um, moms and dads out there to hear. So he says, he started out with freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it to our children in the bloodstream. It must be fought for, protected, and handed on for them to do the same. Or one day, we will spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it was once like in the United States where men were free. And, you know, now that I have kids, home, uh, homeschool grandkids, I mean, grandkids who are being homeschooled, being raised in this country, in this culture, boy, do I see the power of that statement. It's, it's absolutely essential. And, and you know, so, there, so that's big picture, right? I said that's the big picture, right? Freedom over generations. But there's a, there's a, there's a that's, and that's like strategic, I guess we could call that strategic. But, Dan, there's also this tactical fight, okay, 
Um, there are three plus million, six million uh, homeschooled kids, three to six million, seven million homeschooled kids in the United States right now. There are thousands of school districts and, and school personnel. Some think homeschooling is fine. Some hate homeschooling. Some have political ideas about why they don't like homeschooling. Some just don't think it's, it's a good idea for whatever reason. But the point is this. At HSLDA, we have a staff of about eight or nine attorneys, I think nine attorneys. And every single day, we get dozens and dozens of phone calls, maybe scores and scores of phone calls from families all over the United States of America who are encountering difficulties from government officials on account of homeschooling. Okay? Yes. So don't, no one can sit there and tell me there isn't a fight for freedom for homeschooling. Okay, if a government agent is hassling you because you're homeschooling, there's a fight for homeschooling. Okay, and that's what we exist at HSLDA to do. We exist to fight that strategic battle to preserve that existential freedom that we enjoy from for multiple generations. But we also exist to defend uh, the freedom that we have now individually to be able to homeschool um, without government intrusion or unreasonable government interference. And, And that happens a lot. And it may be because the government official doesn't know the law. Happens a lot. It may be because they don't care about what the law says and they're just going to do what they want to do. I was talking with a superintendent in Massachusetts today who, uh, who you know, is disobeying the law, making people do something they are not legally required to do. And he's like, well, you know, OK, I'll think about changing it or whatever. But, you know, you know, but what would those people do? If it wasn't if, for me and HSLDA, I'm not saying that's me right. necessarily. No, I know what you mean. But, but somebody. But an you know, advocate who has knowledge and power to do something about it. Well, no, I don't know how much power I have, but I certainly have knowledge <laughs> and experience. And I, and I can cause problems for that superintendent and say, no, you are not going to run over these people. You are going to obey the law. You are going to respect these people's rights. And if necessary, we will defend these people in court or we will sue you. Right. And so, but if it wasn't for HSLDA, the people would have nobody to go to. They have to try and organize on their own. You know, they have to go hire their own attorney. And honestly, there are very few attorneys. I mean, attorneys, okay, whatever. We're not going to go into the attorney jokes, but you know, okay. You know, (laughs) there are not many attorneys who are as passionate and who believe in this cause like us at HSLDA, I mean, all of our, all the attorneys at HSLDA are either homeschool grads or homeschool parents. Okay. That's right. That's right. And, well, you and, know, you know, we fight for our own. That's right. Well, I start, when we started homeschooling in 84, I think eight, in 83, Mike Ferris and Mike Smith had sort of combined on the West coast to start HSLDA, but it was not available nationally. And I just know we had to find an attorney and hire him. In those days, we had a hard time finding an attorney who had just heard the word homeschooling. So we had attorneys. It's not cheap to hire your own attorney. No, it's not. And this guy did us a great favor, and we still had attorney bills. And and if we had tried to do what HSLDA eventually did for us, I mean, they spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in helping us establish a good law and a good organization in South Carolina. But I can just say as a parent, don't do this alone. I know what it's like to do it alone. I know what it's like to hire my own attorney and pay those bills. I know what it's like to try to start a grassroots movement, you know, just with a handful of people. And so, you know, if there's anything today I could encourage you to do, 
to protect freedom, it would be to join HSLDA. And Mike, tell us how families listening today, and and let me just say this, if you have no legal problems and you say, I live in the freest state in the country, let me encourage you to join anyway. Abraham Lincoln said, if we don't hang together, we're going to hang separately. So what you see in one state today may be coming to your state tomorrow in terms of over-regulation and over-anxious bureaucrats and uh, uh, deputy assistant solicitors or whatever. And so how can parents join you? How can they join HSLDA? Oh, it's super easy. You can just you just go to hslda.org slash join. You can do it on your mobile phone. You can do it on your uh, computer desktop. Super easy uh, to join. And for just, you know, about as much as you would spend in Starbucks, in a month, which, you know, whatever people who, if you want to drink Starbucks, go ahead. I don't usually, but, uh, and on, you know, Dunkin' Donuts is my preferred, uh, you know, <laughs> coffee <laughs> anyway, free advertising. I don't get paid anything from either of those guys, but you know, for about what you spend on your coffee bill, probably less, you can preserve, uh, your, you can help preserve freedom for homeschooling in other places. And, you know, a lot of people, Zan, come up to me and tell me about their experiences. And they say, you know, I've never had to call you, but I'm glad that you're there, just like what you were saying. But many, many, many times people come up and they say, thank you so much for helping me. I mean, we are always helping people who are having these issues. Sometimes they're small issues, paperwork issues. Sometimes these are big issues. Um, And these are not always just about homeschooling. For example, recently, we won a half a million dollar lawsuit for a woman Holly Curry, you can go to our website and uh, learn about this story. But this is a homeschool mom, six kids, went to the store. She was going to the, uh, to a co-op or something like that, stopped at the store to get some muffins and just ran in. Her kids were in there and, and came out and there was a police officer there. Anyway, she ended up getting into a CPS investigation. And what never should have happened, happened. They threatened to take her kids away and they ended up strip searching her children in her home against her will. Absolutely horrible. Okay. And is that homeschooling? Well, it's, it's not strictly homeschooling, but it's about protecting the family. So these are the kinds of issues that HSLDA gets involved with to protect families. Okay. And we took on that case because no family, no family, and especially no homeschool family should be uh, treated that way. And you know what? You need lawyers to sue and get half a million, million dollar judgments because these officials will listen to that. You know, they don't want to pay a half million dollars every time they make a mistake. And so that's one way we can help, you know, make sure that there are good policies. So, you know, whether it's whether, you know, in Virginia, we had a school district was was trying to make uh, the Sosby family. We've written about this as well. Mm -hmm. Provide proof that they, you know, like birth certificates for their kids as if, you know, they're sending in a notice for other people's kids, you know. Like, oh, you have to prove these are your kids. Give us the birth certificates or whatever. And that's not required by Virginia law. And it's silly to begin with, but it's not required by Virginia law. We took that case because the school district wouldn't back down. Like, we're not looking for lawsuits. I mean, we are looking for lawsuits, but we're happy not to sue. (laughs) We're happy. We're looking for resolution and peace. But yeah, Yeah, go ahead. We don't have to sue people. If they just do the right thing, we'll leave them alone. But if they don't do the right thing, you better believe we're going to defend it. And this case went all the way up to the Virginia Supreme Court, and we won. Okay? That's amazing. Yep. Okay, and we won, setting precedent for the entire state of Virginia. But not only that, for other states, too, because 
we can use that because there are other states that do this same kind of silly thing. So if we can get a few states, Supreme Courts, to say, you know, it just doesn't make sense. You can trust parents, you know, unless you have a reason to believe otherwise, you should just take their word for it and obey the law. And and, and I just want to so. mention this. I've got a good friend who's a second generation homeschooler. Uh, she has five or six kids that they're home educating. She's very savvy. Her kids are well educated. She goes to her doctor and all of a sudden this doctor didn't like something about one of her children and reported her to Child Protection Services. No, absolutely nothing grounded or founded. No health issues in these children, no academic issues. He or she just didn't like homeschooling. And so you never know. It, so our threats sometimes aren't even going to come through lawsuits, but maybe your family physician, and I'm not throwing all family physicians under the bus, but we've got to be careful who we're entrusting our children to on all levels. And, and I believe we that's do, another, Zan. you know, I, I believe that's another area where HSLDA is just, just has our back. Um, I come from a family of attorneys. I've got a dad who's an attorney, a son's who's an attorney, best friends who are attorneys. I just know you cannot hire an attorney for $130 an hour. <laughs> and with HSLDA, you get membership. If, if you're a group, a member of a group, I think it might be, okay, I'm going to butcher these. A little numbers. bit cheaper. Uh, yeah, a little bit cheaper, $115 a year. But that is nothing um, compared to the peace of mind you get and the peace of mind you're providing for other people. We really do need to stick together in the homeschooling community. So We do, Mike, Zan. And, you know, I'm dealing with this every single day, every day. So it's a great thing that people could do is to protect themselves and help support the movement. So, um, and, and I get paid nothing from HSLDA for doing this. <laughs> so I just, I'm a homeschool mom who's been in a place where I never want another homeschool mom to be. And that is my motivation. And so Mike, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for your family. Thank you for your work at HSLDA and in the homeschooling international community. We just appreciate you so much and thank you for being here. Well, thank you, Zan. It's oh, an incredible oh, privilege. Listen, yeah. not to interrupt you, tell us about your podcast real quick and where people can find you. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I do occasionally. Yeah. I mean, it's, I try to, you know, once a week or once every other week, we try to uh, interview interesting guests from around the world. Uh, it's homeschooling around the world, available on any podcast platform you care uh, to subscribe from, even Apple, although it took us a while to get onto the Apple podcast <laughs> platform. Uh, but Zan, thank you for your work, what you're doing uh, to, you know, help people homeschool and, and interviewing people. And um, it's just an amazing privilege to to serve people who like you and your family. And I know I speak for all of the, the staff at HSLDA. We consider it an incredible privilege and blessing uh, to serve the homeschooling community. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this was encouraging and inspiring for you. If you would like more information, you can find me at zantyler.com. Until next time, see you later.